Hello and welcome to The Pen Addict, episode 65 on the lovely 5x5 network. The Pen Addict is a weekly show where we discuss pens, paper, and the analog tools that we love so dearly. My name is Mike Curley and I am joined by a man that when he gets into bed every night, he has a big sheet of leather pulled over him and a huge elastic band pulled round just to make sure that he is securely held in place. Mr. Brad Dowdy. <laughs> you lost your mind. You get where I'm going with that. I'm yeah. basically saying you sleep inside a moleskin. Yes, yep. I do. Oh my gosh. That could go so many wrong ways. It's mm-hmm. not even funny. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I I appreciate that, I think. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how you come up with this. I'm That's scraping hilarious. the bottom of the barrel, folks. Basically, what I do is I just look around me at all of the pens and paper and notebooks and pencils around me, and I use them for inspiration. And I looked at the, I looked at one of those um, journalist moleskins, you know, the ones that they flip up. Yep. Yep. So. Well, then somehow that managed to end up in a uh, in a. Uh, bedroom type scene so i'm not sure uh, what your thought process is there I just but assumed, we should probably leave that i just assume that the only time you would ever need to be closed is when you're going to sleep at night i guess so i guess so i'll, I'll let you i'll let you have that but yeah good grief mate <laughs> <laughs> well you probably you probably you guys probably heard uh i think i heard another little giggle in the background we got a special guest on today mike we have uh mr ed jelly with us from edjelly.com how's it going ed hey how's it going good to good, be here good we're happy to have you. We're excited. I'm I'm very excited about this show because uh, I'm a I'm a big fan of yours, and uh, I want to talk a lot about your blog and your reviews and some of your pens and paper. And uh, we're definitely going to get into that. And um, you know, like uh, like we always do, we got a little bit of follow up. So Mike and I are going to go through this. We'll get you to chime in on a on a few things, and uh, and we'll just we'll just let it roll and go from there. Sound good? Sounds good. I'll be here. All right. So Mike. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Caused a bit of a stir last week, which um, you know is to to uh, to be expected with the Visionaire Kickstarter project. Um, we we had a little kicked up the dust a little bit on that project, and you know if everyone so for some reason you're jumping in on this episode without listening to the previous episode, you definitely want to give last episode a listen. I think it actually turned out. I was a little bit nervous about it. I think it turned out better than expected. I don't know about you. I don't know if you got any feedback that I didn't get, Mike, but I got it caught a lot of emails, tons of tweets and and messages um, for that. And, you know, most people were interested to hear, you know, some of the comparisons I'm making. Um, some people, I, I think most of the feedback I got was positive, uh, a little bit. I wouldn't say negative. No one was like, oh, you're completely wrong and you shouldn't be doing this or anything like that. But you know, I had one or two like maybe you're taking this a little bit too far thing, or you're taking it personal, and I, I didn't I didn't think that it was that that was the case at all. I thought it was more of an education, right, for people who were not familiar with this product and kind of what my takeaways were on it. So during last week's episode, I had made contact with Morgan, the project founder of the Visionaire and the designer. I did air quotes there, Mike. Just and letting, um letting you go. Yeah. <laughs> and um to Morgan's credit, he called me on Thursday and I was not available and went call went to voicemail. So I messaged him back. Um and then I messaged him back again and then again. And then I sent him another email and said, Hey, can you respond to the questions? And I, since that last Thursday it's been radio silence. He is not responding to me at all. Um, I've got no answers to my questions. I've got no contact with him whatsoever. And, um, you know, I, I, I think I'm done with it. I mean, I don't, I don't care that much. You know, I don't want this to be, you know, CSI pin town on this visionaire project. You know, I'd, oh my God, I, I just wanted to be, you know, I wanted to leave some, give some people some information because I was getting asked about it so much that I had to talk about it because it, it was just like a, a boulder rolling down the hill and there was no stopping it. So I think I've, I've pretty much said my piece with it last week. Um, Morgan is choosing not to communicate with me anymore and that's fine. He, he did make the effort to his credit, um, but he has a very, very short list of emails that I sent him 
um, that he could respond to at any time in about five minutes, and he has not taken the time to do so. Um, ever since he left me a voicemail, I have uh, texted him several times, and he has not responded to a single one of my texts. So, I mean, I I don't want to spend any more time on this, to be quite honest. Unless unless something crazy happens, it's like I mean, you know, I think I've I think I've said my piece on it. So, there you have it on on that. So what do you think about that, Mike? Do you, do you have any follow-up on, on the visionary? Do you want to talk about it at all? So, I'll take that as a no. Well, no, it's not that I don't want to talk about it. Um, I don't feel like we have a... Uh, I don't feel like we have an answer. Yeah. I mean, you can take silence as an answer, right? I mean, and I right. think that that's perfectly okay to do. Um, I don't think that, you know... You know what I mean? Like, I think you could, you oh, could take sure. that. Easy, you could take that. Right, and I don't, wanna, I don't want to be that finite and say, you know, or make it that final and say, well, he didn't respond, so it's clearly clearly no good at all. Um, I don't want to do that, but it's it's kind of telling, and... You know what? It's been that way since the beginning of the project. He's been elusive and evasive. I guess is probably more the the proper word. So, Ed, Ed, did you ever take a look at this Visionaire pin on on Kickstarter? Um, what do you think about that pin? Yeah, I did. Uh, I came across it. I don't even remember where. Uh, like in the uh, the first few days, and I just kind of scrolled through it. Um, it there's very like there's a lot of fluff going on in the description of it. And like the marketing was great. Like I think if he were selling anything, it with those you know, putting in things about his firstborn son's birth certificate and <laughs> right and you know whatever. But I I think like what you guys were saying last week, he's not entirely sure about fountain pens. It looks an awful lot like a couple of Chinese pens, and um, the IPG, the Iridium Point Germany nib, is kind of pretty much as generic as they come, which is never a great sign when you're, you know, paying more for something that you could definitely get for cheaper. Right. But like you guys said, I don't think it's going to be a bad pen. I don't think it's going to, you know, people aren't going to be annoyed when they get it. It's just the uneducated in the pen world are, I think that's really who's buying it. Right, right. And I think the money that it's at now, the I mean, $266,766. I think this guy is going to make an absolute killing on this. I mean, he is just going to, I mean, despite his his comments, I am, whew, yeah. I mean, I don't see him this him cost this costing him very much to get <laughs> manufactured. And, and good on him, like you, you said, and I said, damn, he's good at marketing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it, it's... It's weird that he's not answering stuff, and it seems like, you know, there's a lot of money involved. There's a lot of other people's money involved, but, you know, it'll probably happen, and people will probably be happy with it, and some people won't, just like anything, I think. Right, right. Oh, I don't know what to do. What? I mean, there's no reason to buy it. We'll never know. Right. Take one for the team, mate. You take one for the team. (laughs) <laughs> hey, I already made my stand and you made yours. You went in and I didn't. If any, if anything, I'm going to go pledge a dollar so when this campaign ends, if he ever updates, I get the updates because I want to see what happens if, at, when this thing ends because he wants to sell them for $80 when it's over. And the way he's the way this campaign has gone down, I, I don't see there's any way that that's even going to happen. I, I see this going away. Once the pins are shipped, I think he's out. I mean, he's going to make a mint. So, uh, when does it anyway. when does it end? Oh, it's got like thirty more days, twenty seven more days. All right, I'm gonna keep it. All right, cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy it. You got plenty of time. Well, no, right, I'm, let's I'm, talk. The only reason uh, that I are uh, that I asked that was just you know go through to the next payday, and I have to think about it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna just because I feel like the I think at this point because I've been thinking about it and listening to you guys talk about it again. Um, especially hearing Ed's opinion as well. Um, not that I don't trust yours or anybody else's, Brad. Oh, sure. That I think to myself, you know, 
yeah, probably probably is just this common thing, but could still be great. Maybe I just maybe I need to continue the benefit of the doubt that I wanted to give him in the first instance, and actually give and and put my money where my mouth is, and sure. and actually receive the thing. Sure, and I actually I told you offline last week and i should have said it while we were live but but like right when the show ended we were talking about it and i said if you know if i get a if i get a clear answer on where you know how and where this pen's being manufactured i will i will back it and that hasn't happened so all right that's enough visionary for me um let's let's talk about a a different uh more maybe uh maybe a better uh kickstarter project mike the the ajoto pen which was super super popular um, and you you were in on this, and they had some delays and some shipping delays, and it took a long time to get to it, but you finally got it in hand, right? Yeah, it arrived, like, on Wednesday, which is, like, the worst time oh. for anything to arrive, because that means it's, you know, it's come to me just after the show. Yeah, right. <laughs> we got to wait a whole week. So, um, I don't feel like I need to give a background on it too much i think we've spoken about it a bunch of times it's uk based um as with any kickstarter you know i was waiting they were very 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 uh responsive and their customer service was awesome on twitter and stuff like that but i kind of just was you know wanted to get the thing so i wasn't really frustrated at them for the delays because that's just how kickstarter things go and i think i said this before but the difference is you pay and then you wait and that's not how we're used to doing business like how we used to making transactions Mm-hmm. So Kickstarter for physical products is is interesting in that regard, um, and I haven't really backed many many physical product Kickstarters. So the Ajoto arrived, and one of the things that I was thinking about during the the process of receiving their updates was that they were putting far too much effort into the packaging. Mm. That they, I felt that they were potentially wasting time with the packaging. You've got, let's see, you'll hear this. That is an aluminum mm-hmm. case, or aluminium, as I should say, case that is in, that is part of the box. Inside is cork. You can see all of this on their Kickstarter page, actually. Yeah, I'm looking now. Is that, that's aluminum that goes around the outside? Yep. Oh, wow. Wow. So I didn't realize that. There's Goodness. a cork box, which has a cardboard sleeve on it. And the cardboard sleeve has their little uh, their little motto, which is also on the cardboard box, which surrounds this. You are about to embark on upon an amazing journey. Be creative, stay curious, make your mark. Mm-hmm. That's their whole little thing. That's good. Like um, that. But when I opened it, I was I kind of understood why. It just that that sort of care is is really important. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so I opened, you know, I, I pushed out this cork casing and took off the card and have been met with one of the most beautiful pens I have ever owned, looking at me. I have this brushed aluminium, like, it's like a torpedo. Mm -hmm. It's just long and thin, there's no clip. Don't know how I feel about the fact that there's no clip, I haven't really made my mind up on that yet. And it has like a, a, a Retro 51 style mechanism, in which you twist, and, okay. but it pushes down a bit. And that's that's how it can use different refills because um, it it doesn't lock into the refill to to make the t- the spin. Does that make sense? Right. So the mechanism isn't like clicking into the refill and then turning it. When mm-hmm. you uns when you unscrew it, it's just like a a plunger basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, which is on a, a a thread on the inside. Right. Which is pushing it down. Um. So I was really, really impressed by the build quality of the pen. Um, the packaging was incredible, but the build quality is, is really nice. It's weighted very well. It's maybe a little long for my tastes, but mm-hmm. um, not so long that it's a problem because typically the length would mean that it would be heavy, but it's, it's, not, a very, it's not a very heavy pen all in all, so the weighting is quite well. Does that make sense? Okay. So be- yep. because it's long, it's not like my hand's tipping over. Right, and the the aluminum should, um, you know, that's not going to be the the heaviest material to exactly. make a pin out of. So, and it looks like does it? Um, I'm looking at one of the pictures. Does it taper out slightly towards where you grip it? Ever so slightly. Like, yeah, Enough. like it's not 
it's not a complete it's not like a perfect cylinder it like no which is a great decision mm-hmm. because you yeah, notice like it when you hold it you really do notice it and that's a good mm-hmm. thing they, they made a very smart decision with that they didn't need to do that but they mm-hmm. made what i consider to be the right choice there uh, and because it's brushed aluminium it doesn't need a grip or anything because there's a grip to the whole barrel i'm pleased right. that i went with the aluminium they do a, they did a brass version i think um mm-hmm. that would have been far too heavy yeah, I think so. So they, they included a refill, which they branded. Um, I saw that. I don't know what this refill is. I tried to find out. I couldn't see. Um, it's a pretty generic rollable, you know. Mm-hmm. But guess what it takes? Oh, the, uh, the, the retro, the easy flow Mm-hmm. Eight one eight one two six or two seven one of those the best refill of all time you mean yeah definitely it takes that I'll... fits fits perfectly okay I love that refill I was using it last night as a matter of fact so with and that I, refill point seven millimeter guy at all with that refill this body one of the best pens I own wow fantastic well it I gotta say it looks awesome I always thought it did. It does. Um, it really does. I think I would like if I would. I haven't been using it on a daily basis. Um, I've been using it at home a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I think I would like to have a clip on it. Um, sure. They might make. I mean, they're going to open a store, and if they don't have clips, then I may like sort of contact them and suggest, you know, try and try and manufacture a clip of some description for this. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I've got is a real, really, really well, ha- really well crafted, handmade pen, and it has. It basically they provided me with the dream that I had for this pen, which was that right. it would come and be extremely well made, but would allow me to put the best refill for any type of pen of this ilk for me mm. in it, which they've been able to do, and. It's like basically what they've done is they've made a really high-end Retro 51, mm-hmm. which was exactly – I think I mentioned this when I, when I backed it. That was what I wanted. That right. was what I wanted, and they've given me that. Yeah, so I'm really, really happy with this, and they will be opening a store of their own soon. So I, I, it is, this definitely gets a, um, a recommendation from me. Cool. I, yeah, I would totally sign my kid's birth certificate with this pen. <laughs> you say i mean that that is a great way to put it <laughs> yeah this this is a pen it's gonna last you for a lifetime this this is an heirloom pen this is a pen you can pass down from generation to generation you know uh, <laughs> i'm having fun there but i'm serious about this pen not not the the other one <laughs> this is a this is a killer pen and uh um you know i might have to look into their store when uh once it gets up and running i don't know if it is yet or not i haven't looked but uh, it isn't that's, it isn't. that's what i'd look at they are working on it and they're gonna they, they manufactured these leather sleeves i saw those um they were an extra that you could buy mm-hmm. like you could increase your your pledge i will buy one of those probably yeah, I, th- I think that's a good good combination. That was a good uh, good add-on that they did there. Yeah. It, it it fits the whole idea of this pen, I think, pretty well. Because I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about it, I didn't mm-hmm. want to go and spend all that money on buying a, a an addition like a an accessory for it. Yeah, you know? but yeah. um, yeah, I I will probably look into buying one of those leather sleeves as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know why I didn't. It was twenty pounds more, kind of silly. Well, I can see that in hindsight. Hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Right. And now, you know, now I know that I like this pen. Yeah, um, yeah. Hey, Ed, do you get into the Kickstarter pen thing like like Mike and I do, or do you you stick more to the fountain pens, which haven't been like really as well represented on on Kickstarter yet? Have you gotten involved in any of these projects at all? No, I haven't. And now, after looking at this one, I kind of wish I did. Um, yeah. and should probably start paying attention. Uh, yeah. I did. I bought one of those. Uh, was it was a big eye design? Um, yep. They they the, did a Kickstarter thing, but I bought after the fact. Um, what is it? It's the Ti big. No, I didn't get that one. I got the. Oh, the you cheap, got the P the PHX one. The, yes, um, the stainless the, steel uh, weapon of a pen. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But you bought you bought you bought the add-on one, which was just the pen without the the weapon, without the business end. Um. Or you or you got the one with the exacto blade end. 
Oh no, I didn't get that one. Uh, okay, I, I yeah, just say because it, it weighs a ton, and the yeah. the cap is is it's like a I don't even know. Yeah, it's, it's like a bu- it's I mean, really it's, heavy. It's like a bullet. It's really heavy. Yeah, yeah. Um, that after seeing the the TI pen and a few of those, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll check it out. And mm-hmm. since I don't, I don't really write. I, I, I usually stick to fountain pens, but um, I do like the high tech C. I like the Uni Sino. Um, and then this takes both of those easily, so I figured, why not? And now, looking at the Ajoto, that's and hearing it's a nice pen, it's definitely something to keep on my radar now. Yeah, I think since pens started appearing on Kickstarter, there's really just been a a, a steady, you know, one of the, a straight line up of improvement in in pen designs. Even you know, from the big eye design guys who I talk to frequently, you know, their first pen did really well but by the time they got to their second and third pen the first pens are almost unusable compared to the the second batch the ti pens they're so much better and you know i think some of these people that are doing this are are learning as they go and that's good that's that's actually what kickstarter's for you know for these people to come up with these designs and you know test them sell them improve them and and things like that so yeah that's good i i definitely don't um search or like uh, browse Kickstarter for this stuff. People suggest to me anything that I back or look at backing. Yeah, agreed. Like the, uh, I believe that uh, Stuart Hasley, Hazley. Uh, I do that every time I say his name. Uh, same here. Crazy. Um, I'm gonna say Hazley, and again, he'll say, <laughs> "Yes, you got it right." Again, um, he he turned me on to the Ajoto. He got one himself. Okay. He loves it. Um, we great. we we were talking about it with a DM. Well. He was telling me what I felt, what he felt, and I wouldn't tell him that you have to wait for the show. <laughs> You're so mean. So uh, we're not even done with the follow-up yet. I know. But I, I want to I talk about a new sponsor that we've got this week, Brad. Oh, awesome. I want to hear this. That's, that's a great, I mean, that's a great thing. Everyone loves to hear that, right? New sponsors. Yeah. So, because uh, that, what does that mean, Brad? It means we can continue to make the show. That's right. right. <laughs> More sponsors mean we don't go away. That's right. So uh, oh, we have a we have a great new sponsor this week, Brad. It's Shutterstock.com. Right. So Shutterstock. Should I, should I tell the listeners about Shutterstock? Please, please, and I'm going to do some typing and, and check it out myself while you're while you're reading. Shutterstock is where you'll find over 20 million stock photos, vectors, illustrations, and video clips. You can start searching at Shutterstock.com, and you will find the perfect image for your website, ad, publication, or any other creative project. Shutterstock gives you a global image collection to find images from across the world to suit your project. You can choose between image packs and monthly subscription packages. You can choose whatever fits your need. And you never have to compromise. If you, but if you just need one image for a blog or a mock-up or something, you can do that too. They have an a la carte option as well as their monthly subscription packages. Every time you visit Shutterstock, you will be bound to find something new since they add 10,000 new images every single day. 10,000 a day. And it's Whoa. much more affordable than you'd think. There's no extra charges for large files. You just download any image in any size and pay one price. They don't nickel and dime you because you want to have it high res because you want it to look great on a retina display or something like that. They just You just pay one fee, one, one price. If you need them, take them. You can easily curate and share your pictures via Lightboxes. You can choose your favorite pictures or videos and add them to your Lightbox gallery in just a few clicks or taps because you can use their iPad app to do this as well. There's something called enhanced license access that they do. So if you need an Im- if you love an image and you want to run it on print or swag for trade shows, that sort of stuff, you can get an enhanced license for any of the images that they do. They have a great huge library of vectors, icons, infographic templates, and video clips as well if you need any of those. It's not just images. And if you need any help over at Shutterstock, you can get an account rep dedicated to you who can answer any questions. And they also have 24-hour support during the week. I want you to go and sign up for a free browse account now. Go to Shutterstock.com, no credit card needed. And when you find the images you like and you decide to purchase, you want to use the code PENS7, P-E-N-S, and the number 7, and you'll get 30% off any package. 30%, Brad. Mm-hmm. A third. Incredible. I like it. Thank you, Shutterstock, for supporting the Pen Addict and all of 5x5. We really appreciate it. And if you enjoy the show, go check out Shutterstock. Buy some images. Support us. You can put them on your websites, and we'll talk about that a little later on. 
Oh yeah, we, we have more <laughs> to talk about that too. Yeah, so I went I went and searched for pins on Shutterstock while um while you were talking, and these vector images are great. Um, I could see those coming in coming in very much in hand handy. Um, I like the I like the way they've done these. They did a good job. So yeah, I will check that out further. Thank you, Shutterstock. That's incredible. I'm going to put a link to a search for pens on yep. Shutterstock so people can see. And what we've we got: <laughs> two thousand six hundred and eighty-five pages of images. Yeah. Just a few. <laughs> Just a few. <laughs> That's on the popular tab. Oh, so. there's 268,491 results. Yeah. So just, you know, they have a couple You're of pen images. One or two. Oh, they have, oh, I just saw this cool, they have this grid, ball. they have some ballpoint pen on grid paper vectors. Those are pretty cool. All right, sorry, I'll stop playing around because <laughs> we're already we're going to be long <laughs> as it is on this episode because I got a lot to talk about. I think I just let's, sold Shutterstock to someone. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's rip through through these through these next follow ups because I want to get uh, I want to get talking to Ed. Um, I got um, got a link on Twitter the other day. Someone sent me saying that. Um, Someone on Facebook. There's always been, you know, field notes has always been well represented on Facebook, just on the gener- on the standard field notes business page. Um, someone went and created a Facebook group dedicated to field notes trading. I've gotten like three emails alone in the past week in, in how do I start collecting field notes? Totally unrelated to this to this um to this group on Facebook, and I just kept I, I literally I think three emails in the past seven days about how do I start collecting? How do I find the old editions? Well. Your your place has now arrived. It seems um, this group is already um, it's it's invite only. I guess you. I, I'm not a Facebook guru. I actually recreated my Facebook account just to join this page. If that tells you anything, but you just you just ask to join and they approve you and you're in. Um, but it's really cool. It's got a lot of people that I've traded with already. Um, a lot of familiar faces, familiar names, and if you were looking to get into the field notes obsession. Um, this is a good place to start to try to find some of the older or rare editions that you are looking for. So um, we'll have the link in the show notes to this page. So I and posted a link. Check it out. I posted a link to my collection page on my website. Mm-hmm. A couple of people say, "Oh, you know," I just said that you know I'm like a I'm like a noob compared to some of these guys. Some mm-hmm. people saying, you know, loving some of the editions which you've helped me source. But then I had a couple of listeners. <laughs> <laughs> basically chasing me away from the page because the reason that they were there is because they'd heard about field notes on this show. Cool. So people people get angry at me no matter where I go on the internet. I know, for, for I know. I and I just, I just joined it last night and I just made my first post about, I don't know, 20 minutes before we started recording today. And um, um, yeah, so I've already got a bunch of answers like, where did you get this one? I mean, a bunch of questions. Where did you get this one? So I got to go back and, and answer it. So um. You know, Ed's Ed's a big, huge field notes guy. I know just from talking to him before the episode, right, Ed? Yeah. Yeah, you just uh, you're not a carry, not a carry notebook kind of guy. Just kind of not in your your daily your daily thing. It's just not your not your thing, right? I've tried. I have three packs of field notes sitting on my desk. I really enjoy looking at them. But I <laughs> I don't. I just don't. I don't know. I prefer a bigger notebook for. I don't know. I've carried one for a year in my back pocket. I can tell you I have five pages written in it and like nothing useful. Absolutely nothing useful. Yeah. And really, if you're using, you know, a lot of fountain pens, that's also a challenge that I I have found. Um, You got to have the right pen and ink if you're going to if you're going to go fountain pen and field notes. It can certainly be done, but um, it's more of a challenge than just, you know, taking out a ballpoint or a pencil and, and scribbling something down. But yeah, I, I can totally, uh, totally understand, um, understand that stance and in, in how, you know, you just kind of need that the bigger format or, you know, just don't want to carry it in a pocket or lose it yeah. or throw it I in mean, the wash. I, speaking of throwing it in the wash, I actually did have some fun with the, uh, the expedition edition. Oh, yeah. Uh, just you know, I, I they said it can go underwater, so I just <laughs> threw it in the sink for a while. I don't know. It, yep. pretty cool though. That that you know they they did a good job on that. You know, as long as you're using the right pen, which we we talked about a bunch. Um, if if that's the kind of notebook you need to for you know the outdoors types and and things like that, they did a they did a good job on that. 
Now we do have do have something you can get behind here, Ed, and I, I think I sent you these links. Um, one of my uh, followers on Twitter named Ron Sinclair, Ron Sinclair, and we'll put the links in the show notes to to Ron's Twitter page and to his Flickr set. He's in Japan. He was in Japan last week. I don't know if he's still there. The photos stopped coming. But I told him to take some pictures of uh, pen stores, and uh, he came through with flying colors. So he's got some links we're going to share in the notes. If if anyone is not aware of what pens look like, uh, what stationery looks like in Japan, and how they sell, and you know what even one of the stores he he sent like on his Flickr page, all those photos on the Flickr page, those are just in like a general store. That's not a pen store. They just have that much quantity of pens stationary pen cases everywhere and just like a you know just a general type of store and I then that was a pen store no the ones he put on his Flickr page i think are at a pen store where there's more fountain pens and things like that but the, i think the ones on the um on the uh yeah it's called tokuyu hands they have a pen department <laughs> but it's not just strictly like a stationary store it's it's fascinating so these are fun pictures to go look at you can see all kinds of crazy stuff um, I yeah. really like some of the fountain the fountain pen pictures didn't make it to his Flickr page yet, but they're on Twitter. So y'all should check out both of those places if you want to see if you you know get your drool bib out because it's it's pretty crazy. Yeah, so we like we're linking to one tweet, but you want to click through to his like his full like timeline and and you can view like he sent us loads of pictures and I was like yep. I just. As much as I love our listeners, I don't think I like this guy very much anymore. It's making me sad. <laughs> you know? He's on the list. He's yeah, on the he's list, on the Ron. List for sure. We're coming after you. You're gonna. You're spending our money. We don't like it. <laughs> All right. What else do I got? Oh, the last bit of follow up, and then uh, then we'll focus on Ed because that's what I want to do. Um, Twisby uh, came out with the. I think this is official. The co- the official colors they do. So many like uh, mock-ups and and um, you know just throwing out some ideas like on their Facebook page, just getting feedback on them. I never know whether it's an official release or a legitimate. Hey, this is coming release. I think this is the second part. I think their their comment on the Facebook page is 580 new colors to come and question mark. You know, like no like. Um, I think they look really good. They're all like have a clear demonstrator body like the barrel in the middle and then have matching colored caps and ends where the 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 piston twist mechanism is all matching and we'll have those photos in the in the show notes as well um what do you think mike i want the orange one yeah i think they look pretty good what is Ed? Are you a Twisby guy at all? I, I, um, I read your blog all the time. I'm not sure if I've ever seen a Twisby on there. Do I have? Yeah, I, I yeah, you review, had the vac. Yeah, um, I had the vac. I yeah, don't had. have it anymore. Yeah. And um, my 540 has broken a few times, so I kind of let that sit. But in terms of what they're doing, I mean, I liked it at the time, and then I kind of grew to not like it so much. But I think these look good. I liked, uh, I know when the Mini came out, they had the Classic, which was with the black tail cap and the black cap with the clear body in the middle, and I thought that was really cool looking. Um, just like these, these are, I like the colors. Yeah, and then the, like you, you were saying, lots of people had issues with the 540, right? And, you know, just the plastics were, you know, the threading was breaking, the barrel was cracking, just some kind of like pressure type issues were there. Yeah. So that's why they came out with the 580, you know, reasonably quickly um, in the grand scheme of things and hopefully to correct some of those issues. I, I have a 580 with a 1.1 stub nib. It's not like in the super heavy rotation, but I love the pen. So I don't know if, if you know, the the old issues are, are still present, but um, it seems like they've, they've corrected some of those issues. And yeah, I, I surprisingly out of these colors, I, I kind of like the yellow one. That's that's really different. Um, if it if it's not too gold, I'd like to see another picture of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is I might have to have more than one of these. But um, they come out with so many different things. I I hate to buy too many and then not be able to afford the next thing they come out with. So so yeah, those look great. I'm uh, very impressed with those. And we just got those those tweets about an hour before we we came online. I didn't even 
didn't even see those, and I went and slapped them in the show notes real quick so we could mention that in case people, because we keep, Mike and I, we keep saying we're waiting until the colors ones come out, and now they finally are. I do wish they would do, like with the 540, the same color demonstrator, like the full body, one color, clear, you know, like a full blue or a full amber. Um, I thought those were some of the best looking pins they've ever done. So hopefully maybe one day they'll do that. But um, I think this is this is their starting point with the with the Twisby 580 colors. So should we uh, should we take the time to thank Squarespace and then we'll get into talking to Ed? Let's do it. So I want to take a moment to thank Squarespace for also supporting this show. Um, Squarespace.com is where they give you the all-in-one platform that makes it really easy to create your own website for a free trial and 10% off. Go to Squarespace.com and use the offer code TALLYHO, T-A-L-L-Y-H-O. Squarespace is constantly updating their platform with new features, designs, and fantastic support. They have really great designs for you to start with and loads of fantastic style options that you can adjust so you can create your own space online. Squarespace takes care of everything, hosting, SEO, and also makes your site look fantastic on any device. It's really easy to use, and they have 24-7 customer support if you have any issues there's an award-winning support team over at squarespace i want you to go and check out squarespace.com because that's where you sign up for your free trial but also you can view some really cool videos there that show you how different people use squarespace and then all the different things that you can do to create your own space online so whether you know if you're an artist or a blogger or a photographer they show all different people using squarespace for that sort of stuff which is really cool they have really nice videos so at squarespace.com You'll be able to sign up for a free trial. No credit card required to do this. And you can get a Squarespace plan from just $8 a month. And they include a free domain name if you sign up for one year. Don't forget, you will get 10% off and support the show by using the offer code TallyHo. So go check out Squarespace, everything that you need to create an exceptional website. Now, last week... I asked people to send in some some sites, some listeners' sites that they've used when uh, to create on Squarespace, and we've had a bunch of suggestions. I'm going to bring up two today, Brad. Okay. So uh, we have our, our good friend Mike Dudek, the dude. Oh yeah. We mentioned this before, but his site clickypost.com. That is a Squarespace site. Really nicely done. A great pen site. Yeah, I love that site. Um, it's a great site. And uh, I had another one, at Ola Carlson on Twitter. Yeah, for sure. Has sent in um, a Squarespace site that they have. These two sites look totally different, which I love. Um, but this site is about yarn. Oh, cool. So I think that's really cool, right? And the reason yeah. I liked it, um, and I wanted to pick this one today, um, is because it's a niche Love, like pens, mm-hmm. but something totally different. Yeah, the um, the whole yarn and knitting community is really similar to the pen community. That's like a huge, huge thing that, you know, if you're not into it, you wouldn't know it exists. But once you get into it, it's just this huge, expansive, you know, community that um, is hugely, hugely popular and has a lot of crossover um, with the with the pen community. So that's pretty cool. So you can find both of these in today's show notes, which you can find at 5x5.tv slash penaddict slash 65. If you want to send in some suggestions, you can go to mikehurley.net, fill out the contact page, or you can send them to me on Twitter. Maybe hashtag it with like the penaddict Squarespace as well, so Squarespace will see it. Um, that might be cool to do. Or maybe just at reply both me and Squarespace and say that you're a pen addict listener and you've created um, a site. I'd love to see more of what you guys are creating. So thank you to Squarespace and thank you to all of you too. So there we go. All right. So we are now ready to get into our main focus. Uh, finally, after that uh, epic length follow-up, we For- got... 40 minutes. We've done two sponsors. and we've <laughs> 40 minutes, two sponsors, and we've just finished the follow-up. This is I how know. we roll today. That's right. That we are rolling, rolling deep. So, um, we have Ed Jelly with us. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, and Ed writes the blog um, edjelly.com. and we'll have it uh, have the link in the show notes. And uh, Ed is one of my favorite fountain pen ink bloggers out there. Um, you know, I'm I'm pretty pretty excited to have him on because I want to pick his brain a little bit. But the first thing I need to know, Ed is how did you come up with the name for your blog? Uh, that's my last name. <laughs> <laughs> Man. So, 
Novel. Ed, edjelly.com mm-hmm. is me. That's you. I, you know what? I couldn't, to be completely honest, I couldn't think of a good, uh, like, pun fountain pen name. <laughs> so I already owned the domain for me. So I kind of oh. just went with it. Yeah. And I think you're probably better off for it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think the, the pun, uh, the pun, the pin pun market <laughs> is kind of saturated at this point. It's, so yeah, it's, it's slim pickings in the, yeah. the pen puns <laughs> and you've done a good job. You, you've got some, you know, some good branding and you've done, you know, some of the, the, had some of the design work done and the cool logos and things like that. Anyway, it, it came out great. So I'm just, I'm just busting <laughs> on you there a little bit, but I, I got to thinking when I was, when I was having you on, it's like, how did I first find out about, your blog and Ed Jelly and and what you what you did with pens and I said you know did I stumble across this myself did someone link it to me and I did a I did a search of my Gmail and I found this email from December the fourth two thousand twelve from Ed Jelly and the subject is ink link submission and it says hey I just started my fountain pen ink and stationary review blog. I would love to be featured in an ink links. My URL is, you know, edjelly.com. Thanks, Ed Jelly. So that's how <laughs> that's how I first came about. You 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 um you you sent me an email to get into the ink links, which I I get a lot of those emails and honestly not a lot of them go straight in, you know. Um and uh, I usually stumble across things myself or get uh, other people sending them to me, but um I clicked over your blog and I was like, "Okay, this is going to be good. I better follow this blog. So I'll put it right in my RSS reader and I, I've, I've never been disappointed. So what, what made you get into it, into, you know, what to start doing, you know, this, this whole pen blogging type of thing. You know, it just kind of happened. Um, I got my first fountain pen, probably it was a Lamy Safari. It was the charcoal, uh, with the black nib. Mm-hmm. That was like, that was only like three and a half, four years ago at this point. And I'd use that for a while, and nothing kind of came of it. And then, like anything, you just start buying more stuff when you're in a hobby. I th- mm-hmm. and you know, and um, most of it was kind of being bored in class. And I'd be like, oh, here's an ink review. And then I'd be like, you know what? Maybe I should do something with this. And if you look at like the very first ones, they were like the photos were pretty bad. I took them on my phone, um, and then it was just kind of like I need to improve this and make it look better because it reflects poorly on me as i don't know i guess an, an internet presence if you will yeah so i even right now like i'm i'm on my site like clicking back at the old ones and i'm like oh my god the pictures are terrible and i skipped a whole bunch of things but it, it was just kind of hey i think this is something i want to do and then i just kind of kept trying to make it better until well, like, you- i have it where it's at, you know where it's at yeah, and I, I've seen that same transformation in mine. You know, you go back and look at the old posts, and you're just like, "Oh my goodness, what was I doing?" And even you know, like my photography to this day is still really, really hit and miss. But like when I go to your blog, I'm always blown away by number one, your photography is fantastic. Thank you. Um, I think the pictures come out great. You always, yet you, you unlike me, you always take like a big group of pictures. And I actually, I, I started to try to do a better job of that myself because of yours. I love how it looks, where you can see different angles of the pen, different angles of the paper, maybe the light hitting the ink in a different angle, or the pen nib in a different angle, and things like that. So I think you do a really, really brilliant job um, with the photography and the the whole layout. Um, it, it's very, very sharp and clean and, and wonderful looking. I'm, I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan. So I think you do a good job there. Is that, do you, do you have a, like a special setup for your photography or you do just kind of wing it? It's honestly, it's kind of winging it. Uh, like that background with all the lines on it, that's a tile left over from the bathroom. Um, I try to use natural light as much as possible. This way I don't have Mm -hmm. to mess around with like white balance and weird stuff coming from different incandescent lights. And right. uh, it's pretty much just a tripod and that tile on top of two old speaker stands. And oh, that's great. the camera I use isn't even anything crazy. It's um, it's an Olympus Pen EP3. So mm-hmm. it's a micro four thirds camera with like the kit lens. It just uh, it just works. Yeah, that's fantastic. I, it always comes out good. Now, my my personal favorite thing that you do is your ink reviews. I if. Anyone hasn't is not familiar with Ed's blog. I know you're going to go there after this podcast, and you should check out the ink reviews that he does. I think they're fascinating. 
really because they're very simple, but you always add like some extra flares or extra dimension into, you know, staying doing some drawings or some sketching where there's some, you know, it's not just a, a writing sample. It's, you know, some, there's a lot more depth into it without going like crazy overboard, say like on a, um, on a fountain pen network, you know, you don't have like a printed out sheet of like every spec and every timing and every, everything on there. You just do it like a real, a really good use case. How did you come up with like your ink review format and, and what, I guess basically what, how did you, how did you come up with this style? Because I, I think it's really unique and I think that's the kind of ink review I want to see. Um, thank you. First off, uh, I kind of wanted to keep it simple because like, like you said, you see those printed out papers and people dunking their paper in water and how long the ink stays on the page with water on the paper. I, you know, it gets a little crazy and I'm, I'm a kind of, I'm a big doodler. All my notebooks, like every single class I've ever taken throughout school, the doodles outweigh the notes like 10 to one. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, I just figured this is kind of the most practical thing. Um, personally, I, you know, if an ink is waterproof, great. It'll say it when you go to buy it. But I want to see what it looks like on the paper, more importantly. And, you know, I want to cover the basics, but not go crazy and make it look nice, too. Right. Well, I, I think you accomplished that. And I'm, I'm like you. I, I want to read ink reviews about how people would normally use inks, right? I mean... There's extreme, you know, there's edge cases where, okay, you know, my notebook got stuck in the rain and this is really important data I'm collecting in my notebook and I need it to not, you know, wash out if it gets wet. But that's a very, very small percentage where, you know, probably 95% is just people writing with an ink on a piece of paper and writing some words or doing some drawings. And I think that format really shines um, in, in your ink reviews. I really like that a lot. So now there, there's one specific thing that I want to cover with you that just happened recently, and I haven't had this experience yet, um, that, that you've just gone through, um, you've gone through a breakup <laughs> with, one of, with one of your very expensive pens. Ah, uh, yeah. And so Ed had a Pelican M605, which is a really, that's... Really, that's that's probably the middle range Pelican, but it's still it's a very expensive pen. It's well over three hundred dollars, probably close to four hundred. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful pen. It's obviously, I mean, Pelican has one of the best reputations in the fountain pen world. So at some point, you decided that hey, I'm going to purchase an M605 because I think it's going to fit me. And then later down the line, you spent all this money, and it's not working out for you. And that's a situation i haven't been in but maybe i'm close on a couple pins but it's like well i spent all this money should i do i really want to sell it should i just leave it here and collect dust but take me through this whole pelican m605 process i know it's a very specific thing it's probably something only i want to hear but it's it's i think it's important because um you know fountain pens can be uh an expensive hobby so when you get into something like this where you've bought you've laid out a bunch of money then all of a sudden you know that pen's not fulfilling your needs anymore tell me tell me how this this happened well i've wanted a pelican since i pretty much saw what it was like since i learned about the brand i knew this was something i had to have uh i settled on the m605 i'm not a huge fan of uh gold accents so i went with the silver rhodium whatever it is mm -hmm. um bought the pen I was like, wow, I just spent 300 something dollars on a pen. I can't wait for it to get here. I should have bought faster shipping. And, uh, you know, I used it for, I bought it in September of last year. So I, I used it for a while. Um, but as of lately, it just wasn't what I was reaching for in terms of, oh, I'm going to bring this one with me, or I'm going to put ink in this one and use it. And with, you know, a lot of people are, more straight up collectors and they have pens that have never seen ink and they sit in drawers and they're great to look at and whatever. But I'm, I personally like using everything I have. Um, mm -hmm. and it just wasn't getting used enough to justify keeping. Right. I mean, I know that's like a lot of people would, would be like, why would you buy that and then get rid of it? 
Uh, I actually got a few emails and tweets myself. Are you selling all your pens? What happened? <laughs> um, but no, uh, you know, I recently have been really wanting to get an Akaya. And mm-hmm. the only really feasible way to do that from a financial standpoint is to fund it with, you know, by, by getting rid of some stuff. Right. So, yeah, not- go ahead. Because that's, that's not a purchase where you could just, all right, I'm just going to, I'm going to pick this up and it'll get here. And okay. Like I'm contemplating traveling to DC next weekend just to go get one. I know. I, I, (laughs) you're, you're the second person that has said that exact phrase to me. My friend Thomas, who loans me out all these pins and I actually have a Nakaya of his sitting on my desk right now. Oh boy. He said, I think I might just go Friday, fly over Friday and fly, fly back just so I can hold some uh, some other Nakayas, and I mean, he said that exact thing to me, and that's that's definitely something you know I'm looking at down the line. And it's, I mean, you're you're talking about six hundred dollars just to start looking at those, yeah. really. Yeah. And um, so yeah, selling off part of the 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 collection is to to fund a bigger purchase. I mean, I think that's I mean, I think that's a, a legitimate thing. But do you think do you think with the six oh five because of the price you paid for it you didn't use it as much because I, I worry about that sometimes too like if I buy an expensive pen am I going to use it less because I'm worried about damaging it or you know taking it out and you know something happening happening to it do you think that was the case at all or I mean the first few weeks I had it were really I was like paranoid about it I bought one of the Pelican leather pen sleeves I kept it specifically in that. I tried to keep it in my pocket. Most times I wouldn't put it in my bag or anything. And then, you know, it actually, I found it scratched pretty easily. The resin on it was not like, uh, you know, it's, it's resin, so it's not bomb proof. Right. So I, I don't know if the price necessarily kept me from taking it out or it, you know, it could have, I mean, I, I like being able to throw a safari or, uh, you know, even my, my Lamy 2000, like, I have no problem with throwing that in my pocket because I know nothing's going to happen to it. Right. And with this one, I, I didn't have that same degree of freedom. Yeah, I, I, I can understand that. I mean, I think that, that's a, uh, a challenge I go through from, from time to time. It's like, you know, finding, finding that right balance. I've always said that I'm not a collector. Like, if I buy the pin, I want to use that pin. And I, I mean, I think we're on the same page in, in a lot of that. And I'm finding I've I've bought a couple pens here, in the not too recent past that are more collecting dust than using. And so I'm either trying to try to change how I'm using my pens in general, or you know maybe I just need to thin the herd a little bit, and we'll see and and fund some other purchases because there's lots of other you know great pens that I I, I want to try. Um, one of them I really want to try is one that you own, and it's one of the best looking pens ever, I think. And that's the Sailor 1911 Professional Gear Imperial Black. Um, I just got my first Sailor, my first legitimate Sailor, like 14 karat gold nib. I got the Sapporo Demonstrator recently, and I just I love the nib. It's awesome. And the Imperial Black has always been on my radar. Where does where does that one sit um, in the in the? I guess in your your personal uh, arsenal there. How do you are you still liking that pen? You still use it a lot. What's tell me about yeah. that pen? Um, it's my favorite looking pen. Probably actually, it's it's pretty much tied with the Lamy 2000. Mm-hmm. Uh, for whatever reason, that pen just sits with me. I love everything about it, the design, the way it feels, everything. And the Sailor is definitely a close second. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels nice. The it's you know ever everyone says resin. It's pla- It's all plastic. I mean, mm-hmm. if sure. it says resin, it's fancy plastic. Right. But the way this pen feels, like the mattified surface on it. It just feels great. It's balanced great. It's a good size for me. Uh, I mean, it just, I mean, I'm, I'm holding it right now. It just, mm. everything about it, it's, you know. It, it, it's, hold, it's held up well through use, through portability, through any, anything you can throw at it. It, it handles well. You're, you're liking it because I think I, either a, a standard professional gear or the Imperial Black is probably the next pen I buy. And uh, I, I'm, I'm weighing the, which one to get so you know what now now that you asked about the pelican i feel better carrying the sailor around than i do the pelican i feel like the matte finish there's probably tons of hairline scratches on that but you can't see them um 
I like, you know, the nib on the Pelican is great looking. I like the unique shape that the Pelican has. I like the scroll work. But, like, this, like, the the black nib on this pen is just awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That is really cool. So what are, tell me, what are some of your other pins? Like, what what are a handful of, or a few of the favorite pins that, you're, that you carry? Like, if you're, you know, the pins you always want to have, you know, inked up or, you know, available to, to take with you or, or in use. What are, some, what are some of your personal favorites? Um, I keep going back to the Safari. It's, you know, it's not fancy. I have like six of them. I like that I can swap the nibs readily. I like that I can keep each one loaded up with a different ink. It's, it's a great pen to just throw in a bag or in a pocket and not worry about it. Um, also, I have right now two, uh, is it Alstar? Alumi- you know, the, the aluminum yeah. version. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know proper pronunciation. I don't either. Uh, I, I always say yeah. Alstar, but I don't even know. Yeah, that one. Um, yeah. <laughs> I I have three of those. I love them. It's like the Safari. It's a little heavier. Um, I just got the matte black version that came out this summer. No, those are al- those are always inked up. Um, I have two vanishing points which I keep uh, keep handy. Uh, I have the matte black version and the gunmetal with the matte black accents on it, mm-hmm. and uh, those are great because they're retractable. It's it's so easy to just pull the pen out, take a few quick notes, and then click it back in and put it away. Um, I would like to have one of those with me. And uh, usually I have like at least one or two vintage pens around. Mm. Um, I have an Eversharp Symphony, which is a 1950s flex nib uh, pen, which those are just fun to play with. Um, so that kind of fills the flex category i guess and what i usually carry uh i have a noodler's ahab flex but those are so finicky and yeah this one it, this is it, i just like this better yeah and yeah, um sure. another one that's pretty much always around is the schaefer snorkel mm-hmm. um those i just find really cool because of the way they fill the mechanism is one of the most complex filling systems to date in a fountain pen um and from the second I'm like, oh, I, that looks like something I want. And uh, I had a chance to see a bunch of them at the Long Island Pen Show back in March. And uh, I picked one up there. And I actually recently traded my Twisby VAC 700 for another one. So, Oh, cool. Yeah, that's one. Of, the snorkel is one I, I've shied away from just because I'm scared of it. <laughs> <laughs> but after seeing your pictures and, and, you know, that's something I need to check out. I think that's something, you know, I probably just have to own. You know, that's one of those I need to own one, right? You just, it's yeah. kind of what you do. And just to have that unique filling system, um, it, it's pretty crazy. But um, they're so, they're so well well respected and well liked pens. I mean, they're, they're pretty cool. Kind of like the Parker 51. I mean, you just... You know, people just, you know, if they have a fountain, do buy fountain pens at all, they usually have, you know, at some point end up with one of each of these really classic all-timers, um, like the snorkel. So that's, that's, that's pretty cool. Well, you, there's no, no wonder why I like you so much because you're going through the list of the <laughs> pens that you use. I'm like, yep, that's, that's, yeah, sounds like me. Sounds like me. <laughs> it's like, I, I don't know. There's, there's something about the, the Lamy's where you just know they're going to work. They can take, uh, you know, a beating if, you know, they have to, not that you're going to be rough with the pens, but you're not afraid to, you know, take them, stick them in a pocket, toss them in a backpack or something like that. And you just know everything is going to be fine. Even, you know, up to like the, the 2000, which I carry yeah. all the time. That's one of my all time favorite pens. And, um, it's just fantastic. And people keep getting on to me cause I've never reviewed mine <laughs> yet. And I keep talking about it. So that's I've actually one of my top, process. uh, one of my top search terms is always, it's, Every day, Lamy 2000 review. Yep. In whatever, you know, 10 different ways of saying it. Um, but I get why. It's a great pen. And I think everyone yeah. should at least, everyone should try one or you can't try one and then not get one, I think. Yep. It, it, it's, it's very, very impressive. And uh, it, it's one of those pens that's grown on me the more I've used it. And I've had some modifications done to, to the nib. So I, I like it even better. And I think we've, you and I have talked about that at some point yeah. in, our, in, yeah. our, in our history. We discussed that. So, yeah, I'm huge, huge fan. And uh, I promise everyone I will get that review done <laughs> soon. <laughs> I need to get it done. It's just one of those that I know it's going to be really long. So I'm, like, scared to, like, start it. So I need, I need to get it done. And I, I promise soon. Promise soon. So – 
you have something very cool that I am very impressed with and I'm a huge fan of. And Mike, I don't know if you saw, I almost forgot to put this in the show notes, um, but I just added in a show note in the bottom and um, you, sh- you should check it out. Um, Ed has maybe the coolest tattoo I've ever seen. It is, it, let me let you explain it. I'm not, I'm not going to do it justice. So tell me about your tattoo, Ed. Okay. Um, you know what? I, I feel like I almost have to bring up a picture of it. If that's <laughs> bad. Um, it, it's actually, uh, none of I have several tattoos. None of them are really like m- meaningful per se. You know, Oh, what does that mean? Uh, what is that? You know, everybody asks, what's that? And I'll say, you know, I just, I wanted to get it. But this, this one, that's not the case with, um, actually my uncle, uh, and he was a big fountain pen user. He had a, a big collection and, uh, was a year and a half ago, he suddenly passed away. And, um, I was fortunate enough to inherit his collection. So along with that collection, uh, there was a Mont Blanc 149, and uh, a vintage bottle of Schaefer Peacock Blue Ink. So I went to my tattoo artist. I told him I wanted a fountain pen tattoo. I said, I want a Mont Blanc 149. I gave him a piece of paper with some of the Schaefer Blue Ink on it and said, I want an ink bottle with this color in it. And uh, when he sent me up the drawing, I was like blown away by it, made the appointment, and uh, had had to do it. I mean, I... I don't have any tattoos, but I'm a huge tattoo fan. I love the artwork and I love the design and I love the detail. I'm a real detail, you know, small details guy and I'm fascinated by tattoos. And when I saw this, I was like, that is the, I'm, I was like jealous. I mean, I'm like, that's like the perfect tattoo. I I just love it. (laughs) I mean, I thought, and especially to have that meaning behind it for you where like it really means something, you know, the colors mean something and the pen design means something. I mean, that's just, really really cool and exceptionally well done um and it's uh, definitely it's definitely one of my favorites uh out of anything i have Um, i'm sure you get a lot of comments on it too i mean it's pretty fascinating yeah i I, it's 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 definitely there it takes up a pretty big pretty big section of the back of my leg Mm -hmm. and uh you know I, i that's one i constantly enjoy i like that it's uh i like that it's there (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> not that so, i have a hey, choice but it's 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 one of my favorites so mike what what fountain pen tattoo are you getting um <laughs> <laughs> i don't know uh, if i would hello, hello kitty high tech c of course i mean yeah. what was what's was the what's the lady high tech c one <laughs> i'll get one of those <laughs> yeah well cool I, I i love it so i wanted to make sure i i mentioned that um <laughs> Um, a couple more things and, and then we'll let you go because I know we're going we're going super long here. But you do you have a couple of things on your blog and you you've hit me up when you when you started them out and I, I've been slack in in getting uh back to you on a couple of these things, but I want to do them. One of them is called um you do a weekly loadout post where you've taken what use what readers of your blog um, what pens you know they're carrying that week? What pen and ink combination do they have loaded out? And what's you know it's kind of like their favorites, right? What their current carrying is. How did that come about? Is that just something you know like we're all we're all have that voyeuristic nature in us? Like <laughs> I love reading those posts, you know, because I want to see what other people have and what am I missing out on? So tell me about how that came out. Um, I actually started doing it. Uh, I was just doing mine initially, like what I was carrying, because I thought that'd be interesting. Because instead of just like, here's one pen and here's a review, I think it's interesting to see what anybody has to round out what they carry. Um, I got the idea kind of from like the everyday carry community uh, mm-hmm. where they'll post what's in their pockets every day. There's a couple of websites, a couple of blogs where, you know, it'll be like a watch, a pen, a, a pocket knife or what, whatever else these people happen to carry. And I kind of thought that bringing that feature over to see what pens people carry is not only is it topical, but it's interesting. It, it just, it's just like you said, it's being nosy. Yeah. 
and you want to see, you know, have I seen this pen or have I used this pen or am I considering this pen? And, you know, I can see how someone else uses it, things like that. I think it's fascinating and I like it and I need to submit mine. I keep saying I'm going to do it. And um, <laughs> if, I, if I would stop, um, if I would stop changing them around so much, you know, like every second day, <laughs> maybe I could stop and take a picture of the the pens that I'm carrying because I've, I've got a pretty solid base now that um, is kind of like the, the main pens that I carry. So I need to, to photograph and get that out to you and uh, another thing you do it's uh it's called the trading post and i didn't think much of it at first but now that i've gotten more into fountain pen inks and um you know actually i've, I've developed quite an ink problem um <laughs> ed keeps a list on his blog where people have ink samples to trade um where you can just you know look at whatever what everyone has available and if there's an ink you wanted to try and you have a list of your inks that you know you have available and you kind of make a match with someone and y'all you trade ink samples and i think that that's really cool has that been working out well um i haven't gotten a ton of feedback from it but i Mm -hmm. do get uh i get emails asking people personally like i have no way of telling if other people are getting requests i can only hope that they are and nobody's getting Mm -hmm. you know ripped off but sure i've had a i've had a few good trades with people um i've heard a few trades back from people but i, I thought it was just a good way to not only have something interactive but if you don't want to go through all the the trade posts on fountain pen network and uh pretty much just it's it's pretty straightforward yeah and i, I just i just thought it was cool to you know personally I, there's a few things that i wanted to try and I have tons of bottles of ink here that I don't think I could go through personally in a lifetime. So why not try to try some new things without, you know, spending a whole bunch of money? It's nicer to pay for just postage as opposed to buying the actual samples themselves. Yeah, I think that's a real good service you provide. And I need to, now that my ink collection has gotten completely out of hand, it's it's more of a a hoarding than a, a collection <laughs> at this at this point you know there's no way like you said i couldn't use this amount of inks in a lifetime um but i can't stop buying them either and i have more on my wish list so <laughs> you know i need to use something like your trading post to get in touch with some other some other people see if we can swap some inks and and, and things like that so that's that's cool I, I'm, I'm glad that you do that and have that available so you know anyone who's you know interested in doing that needs to check out ed's site and it's it's on the sidebar it's real obvious um how you can go get that and um and get get a get to be a part of that. So, um, well, Ed, I think uh, I think I've about covered it on the the things I wanted to talk to you about. Is there any anything else anything else you need to add? I'm 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 a huge fan. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep reading and keep posting about your blog because I, I love it. I think you do a fantastic job. It's one of my favorites uh, favorites online, and everyone should definitely you know check out edjelly.com when they get when they get a chance. I think that pretty much covers it. I mean, thanks for having me, and uh, it was a pleasure. And Absolutely. thanks for all the kind words. You got it, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, we'll we will have you again. Um, hopefully, we'll have you again soon, and uh, we can definitely. Uh, definitely definitely talk about this all day. Obviously, as uh, we're <laughs> proving proving quite well today, <laughs> so we will we will do it again for sure. Um, hey, Mike, do you have uh, Ed's uh, contact info? Do you need? Do you want Ed to say where he can be reached? Do you have all that stuff ready? It's always good to to read it, like to say it, as well as put it in the notes. So then yes. people, because not everybody wants to check the notes. So where's uh where's your where's the best place to get in touch with you, Ed? Uh, through the site, it's www.edjelly. It's j e l l e y dot com, and the big old contact button in the top bar. Uh, I try to answer emails as you know, quick as possible. Uh, always welcome to hear questions, comments, concerns. Awesome. Well, it's great to have you. And uh, Mike, I think that's a wrap. Uh, you got anything else? Just where they can find us. Um, I'm All on right. Twitter. I am iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. Um, same on app.net. Brad is Dowdyism, D-O-W-D-Y on Twitter. Dowdy on app.net. And the pen, uh, sorry, and penaddict.com. Um Thanks so much for listening. Thank you, Ed, for joining us. Thanks for having me. We'll be back next week, won't we, Brad? We sure will. Brilliant. Until next time, bye-bye.